You're listening to the audio ministries of First Baptist Church of Troy, Texas. You're invited to join us for live and in-person morning worship every Sunday morning at 1045 a.m. Visit fbctroytx.org for a list of our activity times and family-centered community ministries. Now here's today's message. Uh, As I said earlier, we are going to be finishing our series on the uh, uh, Great Commission uh, today. Uh, Next Sunday, can you believe it, we're going to start Christmas sermons. (sighs) Yay. (laughs) Look at that, they're happy. Yeah, Christmas sermons, guys. I mean, it's just Christmas is here. And I'm honestly, I'm starting to work on Easter ones. So, you know, time just keeps marching on. But uh, as we finish this, and again, I hope you've enjoyed this series. I hope you've got something out of it. I hope it's challenged you on that. But uh, we're going to uh, uh, finish up with the topic of, if this will work, of remember. Remember. If you go ahead and turn your Bibles to Matthew 28. We'll be focusing on the last part of verse 20, but go ahead and hit 28. We'll start with verse 19 as we remind ourselves of this great commission. Matthew 28, 19. In fact, let's go back to 18. I like that. That's actually where we started. Matthew 28, 18. How many of y'all are ready for Thanksgiving? Sure. Okay. How many of y'all still aren't quite ready for it? Yeah, that's why I figured. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all been to HEB lately, but go and just uh, get ready to spend the day because you'll be that long in the checkout line (laughs) as you're waiting to get out. Uh, Matthew 28. All right. Hopefully you have found it. Matthew 28, 18. Uh, Through the end of the chapter there it says then Jesus came near and said to them all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to obey uh, teaching them to observe I'm sorry everything I have commanded you and remember I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, when we started this series on the Great Commission, uh, we began it looking first at the authority of Jesus. What was Jesus' authority to give us this command? Because this is a big command. What is his authority? And we saw that Jesus has the authority to give us this command because he was, he is, and he always will be, who? God. Yes. He is the second person of the triune God. So being God, he has the authority to give us this command. When we looked at what our command is, it was to make disciples that's our command remember that make disciples is the imperative of this sentence we are basically we are to reproduce ourselves by bringing others to a saving knowledge of jesus christ 
That should be our number one goal in life as believers, is to bring people to Jesus. Then we looked at how it was to be done, and that was to do what? I lost y'all somewhere there. We'll try that. How do you bring, what, what are we supposed to do? If we make disciples, we do that by doing what? Going. We go. All right? We saw that literally it says going. And that one of the main ideas of this command is as you are going. As you are going, as you go about your daily life, you are to be intentionally looking for the opportunity to share Jesus with someone. We're to look for the open doors that the Holy Spirit has made for us to share Jesus. Remember, we looked at the fact that we are not to break down doors, but we are to look for the open doors as we are going then once you have led someone to the Lord, then we encourage them, we are to encourage them to be what? Baptized. Yeah, thank you. We are to encourage them to be baptized. Baptism is the believer proclaiming to the world that he or she now identifies with Jesus. That their allegiance is no longer to self. Their allegiance is no longer to the world, but it is now to Jesus. It proclaims, baptism literally proclaims a person's profession of faith in Jesus and that his promises to them and for them and, and that they believe in him for those and therefore they're putting their faith in him for eternal life. And then... As believers, we are to grow in the Lord. So after you take somebody, you've made it, you've gone, you've made a disciple, baptized, because that's following the commands of the Lord. And the next thing we're to do is to do what? Come on, it's okay. We're, we're, pretend we're not Baptist, okay? We do what? Teach. Yeah. We are to teach them. So we, we teach them about the Lord. We teach them His commands. We teach them how to observe His commands. We teach them how to obey His commands. We teach them about Jesus. Because how much of Jesus do they know? None. Zero. You've just led them to the Lord. And so, this means to teach them. Some people, oh, I can't teach them. I don't know anything. Well, as Chris basically said, you, uh, you don't have to have a seminary degree to teach somebody about Jesus. Man, if you've brought somebody to the Lord, they don't know anything. So, whatever you know is more than they know, so teach them that. Right? We're to be teaching them. But you also are to be growing in the Lord. And that means you are to find someone who knows more than you do. So that you can learn from them. So that you can keep teaching down this way. See how it works? We're supposed to teach. Every believer should be both teaching and learning. This is why our, our Sunday school classes are so important. Our, our small groups are so important because we want to learn 
about Jesus. Now, as you think about this command, I mean, let's be honest, this is a pretty daunting command. It can be intimidating when you think about it. A lot of people are scared to death when they think about having to do this. Because they're, what they're doing is they're thinking about doing this under their own power. And the last person who wants you to do this is Satan. And he's going to throw everything at you to keep you from doing it. But what I want us to look at this morning is a commitment. Now there are two commitments basically in the Great Commission. The first commitment is for us to be committed to doing the Great Commission because we are believers, because we've been commanded to do that, and therefore if we're commanded to do that, then we ought to be committed to do it. So the question I want first to you know, is say, hey, are you committed? You need to be committed to do this because God has commanded us to do it. So we see two commitments. Jesus wants us to be committed to doing the Great Commission. But there's something else that we need to see, we need to understand, we need to know as we look at this Great commit Commission. And that is this, that Jesus commits to being with us so that we can accomplish it. So that we can accomplish it. He tells us as we go through this Great Commission, the first thing that He says is to... Remember, it's to remember. Now, I really find it interesting that Jesus has to remind those disciples to remember. But then as I thought about that, I'm going, man, he knows them pretty well. He knows how forgetful they can and will be. I mean, think about it. How many times did he tell them that he was going to be crucified and he was going to rise from the dead and they never got it? They kept forgetting it. They never got it till after it had happened. So Jesus is here saying, remember, remember, call to memory. He knows how forgetful they are. Remember. Now, and, what I, and as I did some research on this, the word remember or a tense of this word is used. It's, if you have a King James Bible, it's used exactly 320 times. Other versions, it's plus or minus, a little bit in there. But so it's around 320 times in Scripture this word remember is used in regard to us remembering what God has done or said to us. 320 times. Jesus said to remember right here in this verse, but what I believe is, is the whole Bible is a book of remembrance. Reminding us what God has said, what God has done. It reminds us. Jesus now has given his disciples uh, their marching orders and he's about to ascend into heaven. And again, these are daunting orders. You think it's hard for you? Think about them. Man, this could cause these disciples to just focus on, on the enormity of when he says the commands, they can, his command to go to all nations. I can hear, see them just going, man, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Look at, how can we do this? This is impossible. I mean, think about it. Twelve men 
are told to go to the whole world. And probably the majority of them, if not all of them, have never really been out of the region of Israel and Samaria. The whole world? you got to be kidding me. Remember, Jesus has been with the disciples now for almost three years. He has spent that time in teaching them. He spent that time in instructing them. He spent that time in influencing them. They now have the knowledge of what they need to do. What, what they have been called to do. But they need to remember. Remember. Folks, you and I have the knowledge that we need to do the Great Commission. Because we too have His teachings. We too have His instructions. We too have His influence on our lives. They're here for us in the Bible. If we would just remember to spend time in it. But Jesus wants the disciples then, He wants the disciples now to remember something specific as we consider this command that He's given us in the Great Commission. And that's this. Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you. What does He say? He says, I am with you always. I don't know about you, but I cannot think of any more comforting words to hear from Jesus. I am with you always. These disciples needed to hear these words. Jesus was about to leave them, or so they thought. They thought, man, he's gone. What are we going to do? And yet Jesus says, no, no, guys, I'm with you always. And folks, we need to hear these words also. As these early believers were scattered by the Roman persecution, Jesus wanted them to remember, as you are going, don't fear. Make disciples. I am with you always. As you go to foreign lands, don't fear. I am with you always. As you wonder how, how and what to teach, don't fear. I am with you always. As you teach my commands and wonder if, if you remember them correctly, don't fear. I am with you always. Don't fear. I am with you. And folks, He wasn't going to be with them just a few hours during the day. But He says He's going to be with them for the whole day. That word always in Greek literally means the whole of every day. That means there's not an hour, a minute, a second that Jesus would not be with them. And folks, there isn't a time during the day that He would not be with those early disciples. He was always with them. But there also isn't a time during the day that He will not be with believers today. He is with us so that we might carry out the command of the Great Commission. We see here a commitment of Jesus to the believer. He is committed to us every second of the day. And just as He wants us to commit to doing his command, He commits Himself to us so that He can help us accomplish His command. You don't have to do it under your own strength. 
In fact, it's only through Jesus that this great commission can actually be accomplished. He's not ever asking. He never asks us to do anything on our own. He only asks us to do those things which He has given us the power to do, which He will be with us to do. I mean, man, He's right there with you, guiding you to the one whose heart has been prepared to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's right there with you, giving you the words that would bring that person to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Man, I don't know how many people I've had say, but I would, but I don't know what to say. Just open your mouth and Jesus will start coming out. Don't worry about it. Man, I've, got, I've gone to people and, the, and, and I've got, Lord, I have no clue what I'm going to say. And yet I remember all I need to do is open my mouth and I start opening it. Man, I have stuff coming out I didn't know I knew. And all of a sudden we're talking and I'm going, where did that come from? And that person, yes, how do you? And I'm going, God, all you do is just open your mouth. Let God use it. He's there with you to tell you what to say. He's right there with you. So that you can have the joy of seeing that new believer baptized as they pledge their allegiance to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, identifying with the Trinity. He's right there with you as you start to teach them to observe everything that He has commanded. He's right there with you the whole of every day. And folks, this promise, I love this, and, and, uh, and Chris actually brought this to my mind as, as something I'd seen earlier and, and, and realized earlier, and he brought it to my mind and said, man, i got to make sure I have this in here because this last promise, I am with you always to the end of the age, this was a promise that was made in the very beginning of Matthew's gospel to us. Matthew closes his letter in the same way that he began it. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated what? God is with us. And Jesus said, remember, I am with you always. Jesus is God with us. He is right there to help us through those times that uh, those times of life that aren't so good we all go through them some of them man some of you are going through times right now that aren't so good I want you to know if you're a believer Jesus is with you he's right there with you to celebrate the good times that we receive from him and as we celebrate them he celebrates also in your goings whether you're you know, success or failure, Jesus promises to be with you. And as believers, we can hang on to that promise. That is His commitment to us. And man, folks, if that doesn't bring you comfort, I don't know what does. That no matter what you're going through, how bad it is, Jesus is right there with you, walking with you through it. Walking with you through it to give you the strength to pick you up and carry you through it so you can get through it. Now, Satan... Satan wants us to forget that. Satan wants us to think that we're all alone in, all the, in these storms of life. 
And he also wants us to think that we're all alone when it comes to accomplishing the Great Commission because he knows the storms of life and, and the duty of the Great Commission can overwhelm us and cause us to fear and it will cause us to lose our faith, to shun our duties, to do what God has called us to do. Satan would have us fear when trials and tribulations and trouble come our way because he wants us to think we're going through it all alone. We're going through it just by ourselves. That's why Jesus says, remember... I am with you always. When we remember that Jesus is with us the whole of every day to help us accomplish His will of the Great Commission, we will realize that, that if we go in His power, we cannot fail because does Jesus ever fail? No, He never fails. Instead of fear, we should go in confidence because our confidence is in not in what we can do, but in what He can do. When we remember that Jesus is with us through the trials and the tribulations, we know that we're not alone. And the One who created the universe, the One who loves us so much that He died for us, is with us. And when we remember that, we have hope. But if we'll just come to realize that Jesus is right there with us always, the whole of every day, fear gives way to faith. Remember, I am with you the whole of every day. Now knowing Jesus is with us every hour of the day is good. But how long does that last? I mean, think about that. Have you ever bought something and it's got a warranty and that warranty is good every day until the day after or the day before or day before your TV goes out? Right? I mean, we're given a warranty, a warranty. Oh, you, you need this warranty because this warranty is good. Even extend, buy this extended warranty. This extended warranty is good for X number of length. It's good for no matter what happens. Da, 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 da. You know? The day after that warranty goes out, how good is that warranty? Right? Yeah, I love it. I think they fix it that way. Oh no. But here's a warranty that Jesus gives. Jesus gives us a warranty saying, man, I'm going to be with you the whole of every day. When's the warranty expire? He says, I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. It never expires. Now, how many of you would like to buy a car that a warranty never expired? Yeah. That's something right there, right? Jesus commits himself to be with us the whole of every day forever. Christ wanted the disciples. He wanted us to know that His presence with us was not just for a day, a week, a month, or a year, but forever. And He will be right there helping His disciples to fulfill the Great Commission to the very end of this old earth. Now it says to the end of the age. And you go, well, what happens after that? Hello. It's called a new heaven and a new earth. A new heaven and a new earth appear. That's what Revelation tells us. And there will no longer be a need to make disciples because everyone who will be one, everyone who's accepted Christ as their Savior, 
They're going to be in the new heaven and the new earth. There will there'll only be disciples there. When the new heavens and new earth appear, the great commission will have been completed. And the one who helped us as believers to fulfill that command of the great commission will be with us in paradise forever. How long is forever? Forever. There is no end. Forever. Jesus will be with believers. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the moment you accepted Him, from that moment to forever, He will be with you. That's His promise. He's made that commitment. And does Jesus ever break a commitment? No. Never. From the moment you accept Him, He is with you forever. The whole of every day forever to help you do those things that He's called you to do. To help you to get through this thing we call life. This Thursday is Thanksgiving. And as I was thinking about ending this series, I thought, how appropriate to end with these verses. Because if there is anything that we can be thankful for, if there's anything that we can celebrate, it is that as believers, Jesus is always with us. In the good times, in the bad times, He's always with us. Again, He rejoices with us in the good. And He walks with us to strengthen us and guide us through the bad. So many times I wonder how do people make it and what they're going through in life without having Jesus there to help them, to strengthen them. He's always with you to help you accomplish what He commands you to do. To make disciples as you are going. And no matter what you're going through, and I don't know what anybody's going through here, but I know there's folks going through problems and trials and tribulations. You're never alone. You're never alone. No matter what Satan wants you to believe, the reality is Jesus is always with the believer. So this Thanksgiving, when you bow your head over that Thanksgiving meal, give thanks for that. He is with you. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed, you've been challenged, you've been encouraged through this series of the Great Commission. You're going to be hearing more of it as we go. You're going to be challenged to start making a difference where you are, as you are going, in this community, in this area. Because as has been shared with you, the majority of people in this community that we know as Troy, Texas, if the trumpet were to sound right now, the majority of people would still be in Troy, Texas. Our job is to go and make disciples as we are going. We're going to be sharing some things with you. Man, in your, your Sunday school, your small groups are going to be sharing things with you. This is so important. 
If we don't get this, then folks, we're not worthy to be called a church. We're nothing but a social club, and if that's the case, we need to walk out, close the doors, and never come back in. We need to be about the Lord's business. So as you leave this place, and as you go into your mission field out there, the mission field the Lord has for you, every one of you, He's got you in a mission field just for you. It's different than mine. And and mine's different than yours. And other people's got different mission fields. As you go out into it, let's be about the Lord's business. Knowing that He's right there with us. Cheering us on. Giving us help. Giving us guidance. To do what we have been called to do as believers. And that is to do what? Go and make disciples. That's our, that's our call. That's it. Pretty simple. And He's there with us to help us do it. Let me ask you to bow your heads in prayer. Today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then we won't give you that chance to do so. You see, it's so important because you're trying to get through this world all on your own. You're trying to get through your problems all on your own power and your own strength. And I'm here to tell you, you won't make it. And I guarantee you this, you won't make it into the eternity of heaven on your own. It's only through Jesus. The only way you're going to make it is through Jesus. If you know that you don't know Jesus, but you desire in your heart, man, you say, man, I want Him. I need somebody with me through this. I need, to get, I need help to get through this world. I need, man, I want to know heaven. I want to give my life to Jesus. You'll pray a prayer of something like this. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Today I'm asking you to come into my life. Today... I'm wanting to know your presence the whole of every day, forever. I want you to be my boss. I want to follow you and all that I am, all that I have, I give to you. I trust to you. I even trust my eternity to you. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I promise you, according to God's word, you're saved. You say, well, I didn't get all the words. That's okay. It's whether you meant it or not. We'd invite you in just a moment during our invitation time that if you prayed that prayer, come forward. Take me by the hand and say, Preacher, I prayed that prayer. We will celebrate with you, right? The Bible tells us that in the presence of the angels or celebration when someone comes to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I've heard so many people say the angels celebrate. It doesn't say that. It says in the presence of the angels. Who's in the presence of the angels? God. God is celebrating. We won't celebrate with Him. Come, let us know. We'll talk to you about baptism. Maybe you're here today, though, dear Christian, and you know you have not been faithfully fulfilling the Great Commission. I'm going to ask you to do something that a lot of people don't want to do because it just they're, they're either embarrassed or they don't want to. I don't know. It's Satan is what it is. I'm going to ask you to come up to the front and just kneel for a moment and just commit yourself to the Great Commission. Commit yourself to the Great Commission and doing what God's called you to do that you're not doing.
You say, well, why do I need to come up front and do that? Because there's something about movement. And the fact is, it makes you, holds you accountable. Do you seriously want to do the Great Commission? I would also say, if you don't, that we need to have a talk about where you are with Jesus. That's just the way it is, folks. Maybe you're here today and you say, man, I love what what God's doing here. I will be a part of what God's doing and going to do. Maybe the Lord's put on your heart to make this your church home. If that's the case, we invite you to come during the invitation also and just take me by the hand. Let me know that. But dear Christian, are you faithfully fulfilling the Great Commission? If not, man, let's come to the altar. Let's come to the altar. Don't let anything hold you back. Come to the altar and commit yourself to the Great Commission because Jesus has committed Himself to you. Father God, during this time of invitation, Lord, I pray Your Holy Spirit would speak to us, would touch our hearts, show us the truth. Lord, Satan would have us not do anything. Because, Father, He's wanting as many people in hell with Him as He can get. But, dear Jesus, You came and gave Your life on the cross because You wanted as many people in heaven as You could get. So, Lord, I pray Your Spirit move, touch our hearts. Lord, for those who need to accept Jesus, that, uh, that they would say yes. But Lord, more importantly, for believers, that we would look and be truly honest and that today we would recommit ourselves to doing the Great Commission that You've called us to do. That we would commit to You because we know You are committed to us. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. We'd like to personally thank you for taking the time out of your day to hear our latest message. Do us a favor and send an email to outreach at fbctroytx.org to let us know that you heard us and what you thought of the message. Remember to visit fbctroytx.org to learn more about how we support our local community. Again, thank you for listening.